0: Yo, oh, what's going on? It's your boy, big wavy boy, boy Johnson here. This is the professional, Nathan Cruz. The this is my like Doreen. Hi, this is Tom Thelwell. This is Beji. This is the Asian sensation, Kanji.
1: This is the nightmare fuel has Malone. This is Joe
0: Rage, the heavyweight classic. This is my dog, Udocherty. This is Tonga. I'm the breaker, Carl Kingsley. This is the infamous Cameron Solis, and you're listening to... And you're listening to... You're listening to... Broken... The Glorious. Broken but glorious. To Broken But Glorious podcast. Because like me, you are head to tour a pro.
1: Hello and welcome to Broken But Glorious on bbgwrestling.com. I'm Chris Lappen. I'm delighted to be joined online by Frank Wesker. How are you doing Stephen, Frank? Oh, I'm very good, thank you.
0: Thank you for having me. Yes, huge thanks for joining me. So, so <laughs> never how- a problem, mate, never a problem.
1: <laughs> so how you been surviving lockdown?
0: Um, it's been tough, but, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm still here, still surviving. You know, it's been tough for everyone. Um, I've been fortunate enough to carry on working all throughout lockdown, so... Yeah, definitely. At least I've been keeping my mind and my body busy, so I'm, I've been quite fortunate in that aspect.
1: Yeah, same It took, took a while to get used to work from home. Um,
0: oh, yeah. I mean... I've changed jobs during lockdown So initially I was in a job where I was working from home And now I'm in a job where I'm doing Like a 45 minute commute to the office So to be honest It's bad but it also feels kind of normal Um, So I'm quite grateful for that
1: Yeah we're going back to the office full time Next week I think
0: Yeah it's going to take some getting used to Yeah, It's going to take some getting used to But at least it's a sense of normality yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so, Good. Good. Yeah,
1: I'm, 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 yeah, I have to go in tomorrow and do some bits to just get ready, set the IT up and stuff. So,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. It should be fun. <laughs> so,
1: have you been binging any series you could recommend for the listeners or, since you've been off?
0: Or? Oh, what have, I, what have I been watching? I think throughout lockdown I've watched the entirety of The Office twice. Um, US or UK? The Office is US. US. I, I do like The UK for, Office. Far superior. Don't get yes, me wrong. So, yes. <laughs> Yeah. You know what? I'm disappointed that I put off watching it for so long. I think because I was such a fan of the UK office and I thought, oh, they're not going to do it justice, which is going to be a cheap ripoff. I thought, i am going to give it a miss? Um, yeah. No,
1: been, series 1's a bit hit and miss of the US office, but I think once they, they kind of, because they're following the UK one and Series 1, I think once they got, yeah. yeah, they established their own characters and could do their own thing, I think it went amazing oh, after God. that. So
0: God, yeah, the character development in that's incredible. Like, I love, I love how Creed goes from being an absolutely nothing character to being one of the best characters in the oh, show. Yeah, it's so weird. Just like, oh, yeah, he's
1: brilliant. The, the most creepy. Yeah, he always has one of the most creepiest lines every episode. He was like, it's,
0: <laughs> he does, but it always pops me. Always yeah. pops me.
1: Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I, I watch the UK in that one now, and I just find it too. It's too early
0: 2000s <laughs> it's just dead cringe, you yeah. know. it's, a, it's very uh, very dated <clears throat> incredibly dated yeah
1: whereas I can watch the US one over and over again <laughs> yeah
0: it ne- never ever gets old never gets old yeah. I, I've, I've just finished watching
1: Glow that was really good I'd recommend that
0: um, I, I don't think I've even heard of that to be honest
1: it's the gorgeous uh, gorgeous ladies of wrestling
0: oh yes yes sorry it yes was real,
1: it's really really good um,
0: you know what? That that is something that uh, I was going to watch originally, but I just never got round to it, and it's just slipped to the back of my mind. So I think I'll have to add that one to my list.
1: I just, yeah, as was always, then I'll watch that next, and then something else came up, and I just it, just, it came to the top of the list. Then look, there was only half an hour each episode. I was like, oh, I, just, I can watch one. It's only half an hour, and then yeah, I watched seven that night. It was like, it just, yeah, before that, you know it, you just get
0: lost. I, yeah.
1: I, I watched three. It's three series of ten. I think it's 10 episodes yeah. in each and I watched it in four days. So it's just
0: that you know what that's impressive. Mm-hmm. That's impressive.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was so good. Yeah, I just couldn't put it down. Yeah. So <laughs> first night put it on. I put it on at nine. I think I was up until half two. Just, just it's like I'll watch one oh, more. God. and I'll, I'll, I'll... Oh, the next one's only twenty five minutes. So I'll watch one more and then yeah. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> that's dangerous territory, mate. Dangerous territory. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs>
1: <laughs> What about wrestling wise? Are you a, a wrestling fan? Or... Have you been keeping up with the products?
0: <laughs> um, I, I have. Uh, I keep up with WWE. Um, yeah. Other products, like, I don't really keep up with AEW that much. Like, I'll, I'll read the results and I'll watch little bits every now and again. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, I, I, I tend to watch a lot of older wrestling still. Um, yeah, i a huge WCW mark, so I'm always going on the network, always just watching random 90s WCW pay-per-views.
1: Yeah, we we I've got a teenage son and a five-year-old son, and we like to show the five-year-old just the weird matches. The, the WCW used to have like the the, the way a cage oh, matches, God. and it's just like he loves it. <laughs> it's,
0: it's, it's brilliant. I've, I've been showing him to my missus. Like obviously she's a big wrestling fan as well. Um, but she'd never seen like certain bits in WCW. So I was showing her when Robocop turns up to save Sting. Yeah, I was showing her Chucky calling out Rick Steiner. Yeah. It, just the most mad things I've ever seen. But it's it's brilliant. I absolutely love it.
1: Yeah, his, it yeah. My five year old, my five year old's favorite matches is um, What's the fruit of, oh, what's, it, what's it called? Was it the Alliance to take down Hulkamania? So it was Macho Man and Hulk Hogan I had to go through the levels of cages.
0: Oh yeah. God, yeah. that was yeah. incredible.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: that was that was such a strange concept. But and it, it's it's bad. Like don't get me wrong, it's bad. But I just can't take my eyes off it.
1: From TV perspective, it's really good, but you, I wouldn't have wanted to be in the arena trying to watch that match.
0: Well, yeah, that's the thing. That's <laughs> the thing. I'm guessing that to give a few people a refund after that one.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think that's why the they went to the ring for like a minute and then went back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, just, yeah, but, just, just so the fans had something to watch at least. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, who was your favourite wrestler growing up? Yeah.
0: Oh, let's see. It's a difficult one. If you were to ask me that when I was younger and when I was growing up, my answer had changed quite a lot. Mm. Um, I was always a huge fan of Kane. Um, Kane's probably the wrestler who I gravitated towards most and really made me want to watch. Um, But I was also a massive mark for Shawn Michaels. I think everyone has been, to be honest. Yes, definitely. He's considered the best in the world for a reason. Um, Huge Shawn Michaels fan. Uh, Cactus Jack, well, Mick Foley and all of his gimmicks, but specifically Cactus Jack.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, there's just something about him when he had that persona he just seemed so unhinged I'm just again I was mesmerised by him but my my all time favourite wrestler without a doubt has to be Big Van Vader oh yes I can see that I I am such a huge Vader mark like it, it's a little bit unhealthy sometimes <laughs> <Like> <laughs> I'm, I'm just obsessed like I've recently had a, a new wrestling mask made for myself oh um, wow yeah it's 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 not a Vader ripoff. I'm not going to say that at all. But there's there's inspiration taken from that style. So it's it's not a full face mask. It's strappy, and I've got a few little bits added on to make it a bit more personal. But I just wanted to kind of pay tribute to I, who I think is the greatest super heavyweight of all time by uh, having that kind of in a tribute to him.
1: Yeah, I was kind of oh, I, remember, I remember being like 15 and hearing all these great stories about this Vader. Because I, I didn't really watch WCW at the time. I went back and watched it retrospectively. And then I was yeah. quite disappointed with his WWE run. So. But-
0: yeah, same. You know, it, when you watch his WCW work and his work in Japan as well, mm. and then you compare that to his matches in WWE. Like, I, I think his, his SummerSlam match with Michaels, it, it wasn't a bad match, but he was bumping far too much in that. Yeah, You know, he was a 450-pound man, and right from the start... A two hundred and ten pound man was beating him down and making him bump for every single move, and I was just like, "This isn't Vader. What the hell has happened to him?"
1: Especially if they're going to apparently, it was going to be a free match series. That's a, it. It's going to be he wins the title at SummerSlam. I think he defend He keeps it at Survivor Series, and then Michaels won it at Royal Rumble. I think that was the original plan. But Michaels just
0: yeah, you know what? Yeah. yeah, I'd have been on board for that. It would have been interesting to to see him have a run with it, and to mm-hmm. see if they could. Turn him into the monster that he is and that he should be, but politics yeah. uh, again getting in the way. So it, you know, politics is something that's unfortunately never going to die in wrestling, and we're still seeing today. But that was politics at its finest, at its worst, but also at its finest.
1: Yeah, I did enjoy his his mini tag team with uh, mankind for that few months, but I think I think they could have yeah, done something yeah. so much more of him at the top of the card. I think it, cr- it was crying out for a big heel.
0: Oh God, yeah, definitely. Definitely like Vader, I can't remember who said it originally, but Vader was Brock Lesnar before Brock Lesnar existed. And that is so true. Like he 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 was an attraction and he was a man that when when he stepped into the ring, you were like, Oh god, he's gonna kill someone. <laughs> Definitely. He just had that aura about him. And you know, watch watching some of those matches back now that I'm older as well, he and you see how stiff he is with some of his shots and everything. I, I'm wincing at some of them. Yeah, exactly. So he He's a proper ass kicker. That, that's all he is. He'll get in there and he will batter you.
1: That's why they made him um, Kent Shamrock's first opponent. So they knew he could take oh, the, hard, the hard shots off Kent. That was
0: absolutely brilliant. And yeah, then, when he had to tell Ken to calm, calm down, down and then he'd take his face off. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Like you say, if you're going to put anyone in there with Ken to calm him down, it's got to be Vader. It has yeah. to be.
1: <laughs> yeah, somebody who can take the hits, but then if it gets too rough, he can
0: give them out as well. So... <laughs> Exactly Gives as good as he gets Definitely
1: You already said Man like the reason You're listening to Broken Glorious That's yeah, so what actually Prompted you to Get into the ring yourself
0: Um Well You know I've, I've always been a fan For as long as I can remember And mm-hmm. my parents Have said the same Literally since I could talk All I've spoke about Is wrestling It's all I've ever done Um and then when I was growing up, I got into a few different sports. I played football at a young age. Mm-hmm. Then I, I got into boxing. I boxed for quite a while. Uh, did jiu-jitsu for a few years. I played rugby a little bit. So I've always been doing something physical, always yeah. got physical sports behind me. But I just didn't know of anywhere that I could wrestle. I, I didn't really know that wrestling schools were a thing in this country. Um, so it would have been maybe 2010, 2011, I found a, a school local to myself in Dudley in the West Midlands. It was the uh, the AWW Wrestling Academy. Yeah. So uh, I, th- I thought, you know what, Let, let's see what this is all about. So I turned up and I absolutely loved it. From the, my first session there, I completely fell in love. Um, and I've, I just haven't looked back since. I, I spent many, many years at AWW. That's, you know, that, that's the place that gave me my start and I'll always credit them for that. They, yes. They, you know, It gave me the opportunity to, to perform and to train. Um, maybe about four or five years after I started training, I, I had some health issues, which I'll, I'll go into later on, but I had some health issues and I, I partied ways with AWW and I thought that was going to be the end of my wrestling career. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily, I managed to, to get better and I was given a new lease of life at a company called FCW, uh, again based in Dudley in the West Midlands. And that, that I see as my wrestling home now. Oh, amazing. And you know what? I, 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 I just love it. Like I've missed it so much during lockdown, but there is no greater feeling than just stepping in the ring. With, with some of your best friends, like you, you go in there and you beat up your best friends and you let your best friends beat you up, which <laughs> yeah. sounds strange to so many people, but there is, there is no greater feeling that you've got to have such a huge level of trust for someone to put your body on the line with them. Mm-hmm. It just it doesn't compare to anything else. I don't get that rush from anything else. So I need wrestling in my life.
1: Yeah, I can't wait for it to come back. My my, my five year old keeps asking when can we go to Wrestle Island. That's just like when when it's when it's back. <laughs> it's you know, like, it's like...
0: Yeah, you know what Wrestle Island? That, that, that's a company that I would love to uh, to get on eventually. Um, definitely on my list of, of companies to work towards. They're they're a great company. They put on great shows. They've you got do. some incredible talent working for them. So that's definitely on my horizons. So yeah, maybe look out for me there in the future. Oh, great. <laughs> Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I
1: think he's. Ten- I think he's tentatively said upon, there will be a show towards the end of the year. I think that's what Pete said at the moment. As well
0: yeah, think- yeah, yeah. I saw a post about that, um, so I'm keeping everything crossed for him. Really, really hope he can pull it off. Yeah, um, he's I know he's- a few places have announced shows, so mm-hmm. there's no reason he can't do the same.
1: Yeah, he's he's asking for guys to send the um, tapes in and stuff. If you've seen that post
0: yeah i saw that and literally like as we speak like as soon as i come off this podcast i'll be <laughs> carrying on updating my wrestling cv it's been since i've updated it i need to uh to add a few things tweak a few bits and send it off and we'll see what happens cool.
1: so it was like vader or shaw michael's like who you want to like bulge your style around when you start trading
0: like... when i when i first started um i'd, I'd say it was based more around um I say more around Kane when I first started. Oh yeah, okay. I've, I've always liked like the big man wrestler, like Vader and Kane. But mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm not small by any means. I'm I'm six one, six two, and I weigh two hundred and forty pounds. So I'm not a small person, but no. I'm also not six foot ten and four hundred pounds. So I learned pretty early on that I couldn't be doing everything that these guys could do. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had to adapt my own style. Um, I'm, I'm heavily influenced by these guys for sure, like all these all these bigger guys, but I feel like I've got a little bit more, little bit more explosiveness about me than uh, than some of these people. Just because I've got a smaller frame than them, still a big frame, but a smaller frame than them, I can do things that maybe they couldn't do. If we forget that Vader could moonsault, because that should never happen. Yes, like, gravity <laughs> shouldn't allow it, but I hope it does.
1: The, the the Vader Moon Salt is always my finishing move on all the wrestling games <laughs> so, so,
0: so. It, it's an incredible move no matter how many times I see it mm. it must have been hundreds and hundreds of times I've seen him do that my, my jaw still drops yeah. that man should not be able to do it but he does he's oh, I love him and I'm so gutted that I never got to see him wrestle live and obviously never got to meet him that, that's one thing that I'm really really gutted about
1: yeah definitely yeah <laughs> Did you have an idea
0: of a character when you started? You wanted to. <laughs> I had um, I had some ideas for some bad characters when I started, uh, it's, it's, you know, like when when you're growing up and you're playing the wrestling games, mm-hmm. uh, and you know you, you create yourself on wrestling games and gimmicks that you think you'd like to have. God, I had some terrible ideas. I uh, originally wanted to call myself Frank Anarchy, and I thought, nope, that's terrible. That sounds too much like Anne Frank. So I'm not really going to base a gimmick around. Sounds.
1: It sounds like an '80s punk gimmick or something.
0: Yeah, and you know this is the thing. Like you know, I I did have a mohawk, and I'm into my punk. But I thought Mm -hmm. it's it was just a bit too, bit too cringe. Um. So when I first started working, Mm. I wrestled under the name Fifty Cal, which uh, wasn't really a name that I chose. It was just a nickname given to me by some of the trainees at AWW. Mm -hmm. They started referring to me as Fifty Cal, and um, it, it just it took off from there. So I used to wear. Like obviously influenced by like 50 caliber, as in like the the, the bullets. Yeah. Um, so Um I used to wear like military inspired gear and stuff like that, but it, it just it wasn't really me. Like it, it was a it was a gimmick, yeah. But it was a bit I don't know. It, I, I couldn't really relate to it that much, so I don't think I didn't get that far with the whole 50 cal gimmick. Um, and then after I got taken ill and, uh, and I was in hospital for quite some time, and when I was told I couldn't wrestle, when I finally came out. And I and realised I could still wrestle. I thought, you know what, I want a I clean slate. I want to start afresh. 50 cal's gone. He's dead. He's buried. Um, I need a new character. Um, so then the, the, the name Wesker, it, it, I took inspiration from that, from uh, the video game series Resident Evil.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, always been a huge Resident Evil fan, some of my favourite games. Um, and Albert Wesker is the, the main antagonist in the Resident Evil series, or like at least in the first game and a few others. And uh, I thought, you know what? He's the coolest bad guy that I've ever seen in my life. Yes. If I can be half as cool as that Wesker, then, you know, I'll be doing all right. So that, that's where Frank Wesker was born. And then like my gimmick, it's um, nothing to do with the Resident Evil, nothing to do with the zombies, nothing like that. It's basically, it's it's my own personality but cranked up to 11. I'm a, you know, i come wearing my, my motorcycle gear. Like I'm a, I'm a huge biker. I absolutely love it. Biking's a huge part of my life. Oh, amazing. So I incorporate that into the gimmick. Um, so, yeah, you just kind of evolved from there. I'm just some badass who's going to come into the ring, he's going to beat you up, then he's going to ride away into the sunset. Oh, makes sense.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> so, take a back sp- to your first show, your first match then. So, in hindsight, did, did you enjoy it? In, have you on back and watched it and was any good? or <laughs>
0: My, my first match I'm so good at that I don't actually have the footage of this because I would love to watch it back um, but it was a match against a wrestler called Barbarian Freight Train and wow. since that match, <laughs> that's that <great> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I've never seen him again like he just seems to have disappeared um, but that, it was a match that I, I was not ready for and I shouldn't have really taken to be honest um, I, I didn't really have proper I didn't have proper gear uh, I'd, I'd been training I don't know how long I've been training for, but I was offered this opportunity and I thought, yep, you know what, I'm going to go out and do it. But I can tell you now, it, it was a stinker of a match, an absolute stinker. Um, the, the only parts of it I can like really remember, there was one spot where I was on the outside of the ring and then the barbarian freight train was meant to bring me in the hard way, yeah. pulling the ropes to make me flip over the top. Um, I went to do that, completely mistimed it and just scraped my face all over the top oh. rope, and it left huge burn marks all down my face. Yeah. So literally, as I stood back up, my, my black eye was like instant, and the rest of my face was just completely red and was <laughs> swelling. I was like, oh, okay, this isn't good. This isn't what we wanted. No. Um, and then this uh, th- this guy, he was over in the match, and uh, so when we were talking backstage, I asked him what, what his finish was, and he described it as a cross between an inverted F5 and a brain buster. What, what the hell I was like what what the hell is this like, I've never worked a match before and this is what I'm going to have to take he's like yeah don't worry it'll be fine it'll be fine like
1: something so you'd have to practice
0: to match, he, uh, yeah he, he gets <laughs> yeah exactly I you know I couldn't even picture in my head what it would look like I was like how is this a move like he's just had a dream about this and thought oh yeah that'll work <laughs> so he, he got me in position for it and then god knows what happened after that I ended up in the air and somehow landed I was like okay I guess that worked he got the pin, and, and that was that. Then we were backstage talking. It was like, Oh, you didn't take my finish too well. You, you should have been in this position and you should have, you know, posted a bit more. I was like, Mate, I didn't realize this was a real move. I, I didn't know what I was going to do. But, we, you know, we, we somehow both survived and, you know, I carried on wrestling after that. But that, that was my first official match. But yeah. my first, something that I consider to be my first match would be the first match I had at AWW. Um, where it was myself and my tag team partner. It was a gentleman called Tony Vowles. Mm-hmm. wrestled under the name Biohazard. Uh, and unfortunately, he passed away a few years ago due oh. to cancer. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that that, 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 that it was a bit of a rough time when that happened. But we, we had a, a nice little tag run. And our first match in AWW as a tag team was against a guy called Carnage and uh, Amari, recently yes. featured on Progress and mm-hmm. other big companies as well. Um, so, yeah, that, that was... Again, it wasn't a great match, you know, I was incredibly green and I was really, really nervous for it, but had slightly better gear this time. I'd been training a little bit longer and uh, the match was just about passable. But that, that is a match that I've got footage of. And when I watch that back, I, I notice my improvements definitely over, over the years that I've been wrestling. But when I watch that version of Amari and then I watch Amari today, I'm like, I cannot believe this is the same person. Oh wow. It is yeah. absolutely insane absolutely insane like he was so shy he uh, he didn't have any confidence in himself at all he he didn't really I don't know it's like wrestling didn't really sink in and then just one day out of nowhere he just transformed into an absolutely phenomenal wrestler
1: it does seem to happen sometimes it just like it does just take one decent match or you say um... yeah yeah um, that, that's well, all it is. Scott about... seems Scott so he, he used to be called Seth Skyland, but it seems to be just a name, a name change. It seems to click in his
0: mind. I know you've got this character. and Yeah, just... that, that, that happens to a lot of people. Mm. A hell of a lot of people. If, if you're not really feeling your own gimmick or you, you, you're not passionate about it, I don't feel like you're going to put as much effort into your matches. You're just going to do what you have to do to get past. If you really start to invest in yourself and believe in yourself more, you're gonna end up having a lot better matches, and mm-hmm. like you say with Scott Owen, I mean, it definitely shows. He's a he's a great talent. Yeah,
1: he's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, he was number one contender at Wrestle Island for a while, but because Dan Evans was the champion, he, yes. he didn't want he didn't want to face Dan, so he had to he became like the gatekeeper. You had to beat Scott to get to Dan, yeah. and on, a, on the last show, Cameron Solis beat Scott, so. He, in theory, he should be the number one contender now, but we haven't had another show since. So if, I'm assuming he's the number one contender now. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that, so is Dan still the champ at Wrestle Island? Yeah. Okay, so you know what, Dan versus Cam—that'd be a really good match. I'd, uh, I'd definitely uh-huh. be down for seeing that. I think they could have an incredible match together.
1: Yeah, and it's but yeah, it's for like the last oh, two and a half years, it's been like the Merseyside Side Murder Squad versus Cam. And, yes, yeah, and yeah, and. Uh, about a year into it, Cam like put his boots in the middle of the ring and said, like, oh, I've, "I've let you all down," and went off for a couple of shows, and then just made a yeah, he attacked Scott after one match. He came back; it was and, oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds it, like that.
0: it sounds like, That's it's why we, I need to get up there. I need to mm. get up there. Yeah, I really need to get up there. It's amazing. Yeah, so even if I can't get to Wrestle Island as a as a worker, I'd love to just go there as a fan and you know see all this unfold because. Mm. It's it's such a great great production there, and they are top talent. So I would love to be there.
1: And it's it's not expensive. I mean, like I could tell her a ticket as well. It's not. It's not expensive to yeah. get in. Yeah. So I think we think it's a. I think it's twenty five for our family ticket for four of us to go. See, get.
0: that's not bad at all. That,
1: no. that's not bad at all. No, and it's only a bus ride away as well. So.
0: No, that's handy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yo! this is the nightmare fuel hustle Malone, and you're listening to broken but glorious away from the ring you've recently started writing horror movie based
0: articles for uh, TwM that's that's right yeah so I've always had a huge passion for cinema and mm-hmm. more specifically horror cinema'm I'm, I'm absolutely obsessed um, and writing was also another big passion of mine as well something that at one point I considered I thought oh could I go into this professionally but well you know real life kind of got in the way and I had to end up working different jobs yeah but I was, uh, I was given an opportunity by TWM to, to start doing horror movie reviews, horror movie rankings, a- anything related to horror, basically. I was given a platform to, to publish what I'm writing. And recently, I think it was uh, maybe a, a month or so ago now, I had my first article published for them, which was uh, a ranking of the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Yes. Which is one of my favourite movie franchises. Um and I got really good feedback for that, so I was really, really happy with it. And I'm currently I've, working.
1: Uh, I think there's only two and a half good films.
0: <laughs> oh, that, that's a that's a statement. That is I like, which I, two I, and I, a half do you I, think? I like, is
1: good? I like I like the first one. I like the the, the matter one. I can't remember, I can't remember the names of them. It's the one where Wes Craven's in it. And it's all backstage. Uh, I can't remember New Nightmare. The, New Nightmare. And I like yeah. <laughs> I like Freddy vs. Jason but I kind of like the, the kills on the DVD <laughs> yes
0: <just> <laughs> I can't, you know I can't, what, Freddy vs. Jason mm-hmm. is so underrated it, it's, it's everything a slasher film should be it, it, it's formulaic you know exactly what you're going to get mm-hmm. but it's it's fun it's a yeah. film you can just put on either by yourself or with your friends look at the creative kills to see two horror icons going at it and it's just fun just don't take it seriously and you'll have a great time with that film yeah, really
1: I've heard the rumors that they wanted to do Freddy versus Jason versus Pinhead or Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. And I was like, oh, these are so sound amazing. But they just couldn't get rights to it. I was like, oh.
0: Yeah, like, have you heard what the original ending for Freddy versus Jason was meant to be? Ooh, no. I might have. First. So, or, originally. Originally, they were meant to have um, Freddy and Jason are still fighting. They both end up being dragged down to hell. They start fighting in hell, um, but before they can come together, loads of chains shoot out from either end, pull them both apart, and then Pinhead just appears. Yes, and yes. says Gent- Gentleman, what appears to be the problem? So, oh, just just reading that like gives me chills. That's oh, we. I need that as a horror fan. I absolutely need that. Oh,
1: that sounds amazing.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to to get a few more horror articles. Uh, finish soon as well. I'm currently doing a ranking of the Halloween franchise, which is, like, Halloween is my favourite movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely obsessed with it. I think it's it's the perfect horror film. Um, like, I've got a huge, on my forearm, like, I'm covered in tattoos, but on my forearm, I've got a big, like, colour realism portrait of Michael Myers. Oh, wow. Um, I, then on the back, I've got Jason Voorhees, I've got Ghostface, Leatherface, Freddy, just loads of slasher icons, like, all up and down my arm. But Michael is, he, he's my main guy. And then in my living room, I've got a, a replica of the original mask that you wore. Um, I just, I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it.
1: It's something I want. Uh, I want to get back into horror. It's something else I was really into in like the nineties and early two thousands. And I just, my girlfriend's not even really into it, so we don't really watch it. But my son, my fifteen-year-old, suddenly decided he wants to start watching horror. So he goes, oh, "Okay." Oh, so it's it's all the new. St- it's all the remakes on Netflix. So I was like, "Oh well." When the shops open, we'll go. <laughs> All the charity shops try to find the old DVDs or the old VHSs of the old films. We'll you know what? That,
0: that's that's the best thing to do. Like, mm. I love watching horror VHSs. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I've, I've had, got a collection of yeah. uh, VHS tapes.
1: Yeah, which we've just had, a we found horror film We found the original, like in Elm Street on VHS. It was five p. I was like, <laughs> can't miss that.
0: Absolute bargain. Yeah, absolute <laughs> bargain. <laughs> I've got a, a big, like a Shelvin, like display thing in my living room, which is just full of them. So I've got most of the Nightmare on Elm Street films. I've got all the Hellraisers, Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Friday the 13th. Mm. Loads of different John Carpenter films in there. the Alien franchise. I've got loads of stuff.
1: So I'm, I'm guessing you've, you've drawn this time off. You've had time to rest your body and evaluate what's kind of worked well and work, hasn't worked well over the last couple of years. So... you. You've, you've mentioned you gonna make little tweaks to your character. So are you gonna incorporate quite a few horror themes? You've, got, you've mentioned the mask.
0: Um, the the won't well, I say there won't be that many horror themes, but there's mm. there's like a, a little a little catchphrase that I've I've been kind of drawn to, and a little a little saying that mm. it's been more apparent. Like um, I've been using more on Twitter, and it'll be used on merch going forward, which is a uh, dog will hunt. I, there's just something about that that I absolutely mm-hmm. love, and that was taken um, from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two. It's yeah. uh, some, when Leatherface is chasing this uh, this radio DJ trying to get her, his his brother chopped up. He's he's there and he just keeps saying "dog will hunt, dog will hunt," and it just resonated with me. I thought, "Yo, that'd be something that transfers so well mm. to this new gimmick." Yeah, um, so it's really something I want to try and get over, and and it, it just it feels right. It feels right when I'm saying it. it feels right when I'm tweeting it. And it, it seems like something that this new version of Wesker would say. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I to see it one day. Yeah, <laughs> so there seems to be a huge Definitely. crossover
1: between like wrestling and horror. Like, the Fiend's been like the most recent example, probably. Why do you think there's the two genres go together so well?
0: They do, they do. And this is something I've found with, uh, with a lot of fandoms as well. Like on Facebook, I'm part of quite a few different uh, horror groups. Mm-hmm. And in there, it seems like a good 80% of them all seem to be wrestling fans as well. I don't know what it is about the two fandoms, but they they just really, really go together, which is something that obviously I'm really happy about because it's my two biggest passions, uh, you know, coming together. and It's incredible. I've never been happier.
1: You always find that find out with um, metal or hard rock. They tend to like wrestling as well. I find. Yeah, that, that,
0: that's true. I'm, I'm I'm quite a big metal fan. I, I, I do enjoy my metal and, and my punk and hard rock things like that. I
1: got quite um, gutted because I I went to I went used to go to Download Festival a lot. I haven't been since 2010. But then after 2010, sort yeah. started having an NXT on every year. I was like, oh, I'd love to just yeah, sit in the tens and watch NXT and get
0: drunk all day before
1: the. Bands, come on! Oh, <laughs>
0: so, you know what? Living the dream. I mean, I wouldn't be getting drunk if I was doing it. I'm, I'm straight edge, so yeah. I'd, uh, I'd be, be there with a the diet coke while I'm watching it. Like, but yeah, it's a of festival that I've never done.
1: It's brilliant. I, I can't say how it is now, but it was good. The last yeah. time I went, so I was, my body went. We literally started drinking from the Wednesday and by this to Friday, I was like, I can't do anything more. I just I
0: just, just sit and not drink Time waits for no one that comes one day where you think I can't do this anymore. Yeah, I just can't yeah. do
1: it. Yeah. yeah. It was literally from the minute we woke up on the Wednesday we drank all the way there on the couch. So yeah. Everyone keeps saying don't get drunk until you put your tent up so then put, we didn't, we failed doing that.
0: <laughs> so, you learn from your mistakes, mate. Yeah. You learn from your mistakes.
1: Yeah, if I thought ahead, I, I got one of them throw up tents from BM. So, at least you literally just have to throw it open this and just put the two sticks oh. through. So, it's, it's too easy. so easy.
0: I, I, I did the same when I, uh, I used to go to, to Boomtown, I've been to Boomtown quite a few mm. times. And, uh, I, it, it wasn't a, a, a tent like that, but it was still, it was it sold to me as an automatic tent, or it, but it was massive as well. Literally just lie it all down, pull this huge thing up in the middle and it just builds Oh, itself. wow. Yeah. I was living the dream. Absolutely living the dream. That makes sense. <laughs> so what are some I'm of your favourite... Again, if I'm doing more festivals. Yeah,
1: definitely. Who are some of your favourite horror gimmicks in wrestling?
0: So... Ooh, horror gimmicks in wrestling. Um, that's, a, that's a good question. Um, I, I am a fan of Bray Wyatt, but... Mm -hmm. I I think I preferred him before he was The Fiend. I liked that whole whole Wyatt family thing. Mm -hmm. I know he wasn't booked the best in it, but some of those promos and just the the whole aura about him and the entire Wyatt family, I'd always listen to what he's got to say. I'd always be intrigued by his promos, and that's difficult. That's difficult to keep someone's attention, especially in this day and age.
1: I think, he, I think he could have done a bit better if he had a bit of a more of a rotation on the family because he's kind of the worst cult leader ever because he kind of had three, well, two and a half followers. Cause, <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: that, was that, that, that's true. You know, you, <laughs> if he if could have built a bigger family, it would have kind of made more sense. But no, I, you know, he was good. And the whole Firefly Funhouse thing now, I, I do enjoy that. It's, yeah. it's got a lot of creepy vibes to it. But with, with horror characters, I'd, I'd put... Mankind in there as well but like oh, yeah. the original Mankind where he wore like, the brown outfit and had that piano music he was unsettling that is all, yeah, very very unsettling which I think just contrasts brilliantly brilliantly to how nice of a guy Mick Foley actually is he's meant to be like the sweetest most polite person ever and you know he wouldn't hurt a fly yeah. and then you see him sitting in a boiler room pulling his own hair yeah. out and then yeah. you know having burnt live matches that's amazing <laughs> yeah.
1: another good recent one was um, PCO I like there's like Frankenstein, monster type. Yeah, uh, I, I haven't seen robotic. too much of him. Yeah, it's, I like it. That's really, really I- good.
0: I- I've seen a few like highlights and stuff of his mm. matches, but I-, I-, I can honestly say I haven't really seen too much of him, but he's someone I think I'd like to check out. He seems like, you know, my kind of worker. He's, you know, he's a big guy and like you say, he's got that horror gimmick behind him, so he's definitely someone I should be watching more of.
1: Yeah, the original doink of clowns, the most creepiest thing, I think. Is, uh, but before, they turned and faced. So they sacked Matt Bourne and turned so Ray Apollo, yeah. I think, became the doink after that when he was a good guy doink. I didn't like good, good, good guy doink. I liked yeah, creepy yeah. doink.
0: Yeah, he heal doink was very creepy. I mean, I've, I've never really had that um, that fear of clowns like a lot of people have, but I, I understand that it's, that's a huge like fear and it really does make mm. people uneasy, so... I think that's, that's the perfect gimmick to make people genuinely dislike you. It, but it was, it was still a good heat that he had. It was, please, can someone come in and beat up this clown? I don't want to see him anymore. He's scaring me, mm-hmm. which, which is perfect. Absolutely perfect.
1: Yeah, then you've got the obvious ones like Kane and the Undertaker. There's oh, just been yeah, so many. Like, was- you know,
0: that's the thing. Like I, I do love Kane. Um, I, the Undertaker, I, I'm not too fussed with him, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. Um, I've always preferred Kane. Always, don't, don't, I don't know what it was about him, um, but he was just again. I was always more drawn to him. Uh, I, you know, even from when I was very young and I was watching him, just just his his the whole gimmick and his outfit and everything. I was just like, "Whoa, that he looks like nothing I've ever seen before." Mm-hmm. What what is he? And I was just so intrigued by him. I know. Eventually, he was, you know, unmasked and and all that was going on. But I, I, I still liked unmasked Kane. I was fine with that.
1: Yeah, I that two, two that, that two thousand and three run when he unmasked himself, it yes. just it was terrifying.
0: So. Yeah, it, it was. And I, I think Glenn Jacobs, the the person, just he did it perfectly. He he was given he was given an idea, or he was, he was given uh, maybe. Bullet points of a script, or you know, a, a direction that he wanted to go in, and mm-hmm. he took it and yeah. he made it perfect.
1: So the Kane character could have just fell on its face, like because if they, I think it was great that they got somebody who was bigger than the Undertaker to be his little brother. It just worked so much because they tried yeah. it like the, a couple of years before when they had Undertaker as Undertaker, like, yeah, which was meant to go on for a while. I've heard, but they got such a bad rese- reception at SummerSlam
0: that yeah, yeah he killed think it straight that, away. That was- yeah, that was doomed to fail from the start. I mean, mm-hmm. getting someone um, bigger than The Undertaker, that, that's difficult. Mm-hmm. But then not only do you have to get someone bigger, you've got to get someone bigger who can also work and can put on really good matches. Yeah. That makes it 10 times harder. Definitely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, since you've had your last show, we did have like the, the Black Lives Matters, we've had this, this the speaking out movement. So, how, how do you want Brit Rest to be different when you return? and how, Or what you're hoping or will be, be different when you return? So...
0: So I I think speaking out was something that has been a long time coming. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of shady goings on in not just British wrestling, but wrestling all over the world for so long. And it must have been so horrible for these victims to have to go through years and years and years of abuse without ever feeling like they could speak up about it. And then people did start speaking out and the victims realised people would listen to them and we'd all be there to support them. And I'm so glad that some of these absolute wrong have been brought to light and yep. hopefully they're kept out of this industry forever. There's been a few cases where people have been trying to sneak back in, mm-hmm. um, but as long as there's a few people who are going to put their foot down and say, nope, not having it, and I can tell you right now I'm one of those people. If I'm ever booked on a show and there's someone who was outed and speaking out and they've been... Whether they were in WWE before or whether they were just on the indies, it does not matter. If no. I know they were an abuser or took part in any of it at all, it's not going to end well. I'll I'll just say that it's not going to end well, and they will know that they are not welcome there. It's not even with the
1: companies these days because I've heard fans they just start bombarding the venues saying, "Why are you going to let this guy work at your venue and stuff?" It's like I've seen I've heard things exactly,
0: like that. Yeah, so. and this is a good thing like certain workers and some fans say it as well but certain workers they complain about the the age of wrestling we're in now with twitter fans and saying oh fans should stay out and just stay as fans like no like we're putting on this product for these people yeah and if they're uncomfortable with someone being there they've got every right to say no i'm not going to pay money to see an abuser entertain people that this shouldn't be happening, and rightly so. Like I would support every single fan who's coming to a to a venue to try and get an abuser out of there. I'd be standing there with them. Yeah, and a, lot, a lot of the
1: people I've seen live, they've all been at family shows as well. It's like they're all at the over eighteen shows. A lot of the people who were named were regulars at Wrestle Island and like yeah, you know, Mega the, Slam and All Star and places like that.
0: There were a lot of surprising names in there. Um, yeah. There were names that weren't so surprising as well. Um, like I, I'm, I'm not going to name, dra- name drop anyone now uh-huh. but there was someone that was outed quite recently who, who I knew for quite a long time and I always knew there was something not quite right about him, I knew there was something he was hiding, something he was being shady about um, recently it all came to light and it just confirmed everything I thought and confirmed everything I knew about him and yeah, yeah he was someone that I've shared a locker room with so many times, we've worked family shows together we've worked bigger sh- shows together but He's, he's gone for good now and you know I'm, I'm grateful for that yeah I think I know who you're talking about
1: uh-huh. this is Randa Zulu and you are listening to Broken But Glorious All right, so if you're a, a promoter for a day promoting an event so the wrestlers you've ever worked with trained with wrestlers are associated to you in some way if I give you a match type you tell me who you put in that match so.
0: yep yeah, that's absolutely fine cool so who will be
1: in your opening contest to get the crowd excited
0: Opening contests. Well, I think for a good opener, you need two solid workers. You need mm-hmm. two very, very reliable people who you know are going to put on a good match. Yes. Um, so I would have a guy called Jesse Jones. He uh, recently, oh, yeah. a... re- recently retired, but he's an he's a incredible guy, incredible worker. He, he cannot have a bad match. And the other person I put him in there with is a guy called RC Chaos. Again, Ooh. he's a local worker to myself. Yeah. Um, but he... He just, he gets wrestling. And I, I've never seen him have a bad match. You can put him in there with anyone and it'll be a great match. So if you've got two people like that, you know they're going to get the crowd hot and you're going to have an incredible show. So yeah, Jesse Jones versus RC Chaos. The name, the,
1: the, the, they are two names that I've heard. The Midland scene is something I dip, kind of dipped my toe in like 2018, but i am not really carried on watching. So, so, so,
0: oh, the Midland scene is incredible. We've got yeah. a, a lot of good talent here that people should definitely be checking out. Yes.
1: Yeah, it was really good I'm really good at the Northwest I'm alright with the Midlands and the East-ish, like um, like hope and yeah yeah uh, sacrifice and that that's a, that area I'm a bit about the Midlands but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's so much wrestling it's hard to know everything about the British <laughs>
0: but, there, there really is there really is <laughs> but yeah they're both they're two really good names about a comedy match comedy batch. so first guy i have in there um if you're familiar with the midlands scene you'll definitely be familiar with him it's a guy called the judge yes he is an absolute veteran of british wrestling and mm-hmm. he has got the greatest mind i've ever come across for wrestling like he was famous for having some incredible matches with, with rockstar spud mm-hmm. when they were both working the, uh, the midland scene together and he can get judge can get a crowd to do anything he wants if he wants to be seen as a huge dominating heel they believe it if he wants to be seen as a comedy character they believe it he doesn't mind laughing at himself uh, he just gets it perfectly and then the guy i'd have him going against i'd be very surprised if you've heard of him um but he's a wrestler called digby Vanderhelm, Ooh. who yeah. uh, He's a a Midlands worker. Oh, incredible name. He's another Midlands worker. Um, Again, he stopped wrestling recently, but he's he's a friend of mine, and I'm trying to get him back into it simply because the the Digby Vanderhelm gimmick, I think he's only wrestled maybe three matches with that gimmick. He was Mm. previously known as Daniel Valentine. Oh, I know. Um, Oh, we had him on years ago, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, Dan Valentine, he he kind of evolved and became a completely different person with Digby Mm -hmm. Vanderhelm. Yeah. And, uh, I was wrestling a show with him before. I can't remember who he was working, but he was wrestling a comedy match and sat in the crowd. We had Trent Seven and Orange Cassidy. Oh, uh, they just, they just come to, to enjoy the show. And uh, we were all talking afterwards and, you know, we went to go and speak to them both and both, Cassidy and Trent had huge amounts of respect for, for Digby van der Helm. They were saying his gimmick is one of the best they've ever seen, and he should be making thousands, if not millions, doing this. Oh wow. They they did not have enough praise for him. It, it was it was a surreal moment. But he, he's basically he's um if you've ever seen Jumanji, he's like the hunter from Jumanji. Yeah. He, he's just a big game hunter and he, he comes to the ring with a blunderbuss and he's just his comedy time in his absolute perfection, so I know him and Judge could have a brilliant match. Oh, that sounds amazing. A uh, women's title match? Oh, women's title match. Okay. So I would have to have, it's the first entrant in that, I'd have to have Lucia Lee. Yes. Um, Mainly for the obvious reason, because she's my girlfriend, so I kind of feel like if I don't do that, she'll kick my head in. <laughs> um, But you know what, I'm going to be biased, I get that, but... She truly is a phenomenal worker, and I think she she really hasn't been doing it that long. She's no. been like training and performing for, for two years, and that is not a long time in wrestling. And she's already like way better than she has any right to be. Like she's much better than me. And you know, I've been doing this for what, like, nearly ten years now. Granted, I had a big break, but mm-hmm. she's just you know she she's got it. Um, so yeah, if I, if I was putting Lucia in the match, I'd have her going against. Um, Millie McKenzie. Oh, who, wow, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I consider Millie to probably be the best uh, women's wrestler on the planet at the moment. She, she's easily in the top five, easily. And I think you can make an argument for her being the best. She's she's an absolute machine. She's incredible. And again, someone who's incredibly young. She's really young and has just has bags she, of talent, so she's only going to get better. She just turned 21, I think, hasn't she? I think. Yes. Yeah. Yes, she has. I, I, I believe so anyway. But yeah, she's... um an incredible talent and she's got a long great career ahead of her
1: yeah i remember first seeing her in 2017 and she was like yeah she's 17 i was like oh wow she's brilliant already
0: <laughs> yeah it, you know it blows people away then you know i'm sat here at 27 like oh, oh god i need to sort my ideas out if i'm gonna be a, on a level anywhere near this yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right then you've got a hardcore extreme rules star match okay um for a hardcore match the first entrant I'd have in there would be uh, again a local Midlands worker called Carson Bailey. Mm-hmm. He's um, he's a guy who I've had numerous hardcore matches with before, and honestly, there is not a spot that he would refuse to do if he thinks it'll work for the match, and if he thinks it'll get a good reaction, he will do it. Oh, uh, you know, we, we, we've done we, we've done some you know some pretty painful stuff in the ring together in hardcore matches, but I always felt so safe with him as well, like. For me to to be willing to put my hands down and let someone take a steel chair and give me a headshot while my hands are down, but do it without concussing me, yeah. I've got to know that this person knows what they're doing. And there aren't many people that I'd say could do that, but Carson Bailey's definitely one of them. Um oh, brilliant. The person i put him in there with, he's a, uh, he's a Welsh worker called Bevan, um, wrestles for Exist, the bastard son, Bevan. He's, how's to describe Bevan? He's just a, a, a ball of aggression. Like you, you just look at him. He's the kind of guy, you'd be sitting there in the pub, you'd look over and you think, if this kicks off, he's going to bite everyone's face off.
1: <laughs> he,
0: he's, he, there's just something about him. And and yeah. quite a few of his matches that, that I've seen him have as well, he always, he always ends up getting colour, he always ends up bleeding. So I'm thinking, if he's going to bleed anyway, let's put him in a hardcore match. And, you know, let's make it at least fit the uh, the narrative of this match. Yeah. <laughs> those two, that, you, you just put them in and they would absolutely batter each other and it would be an absolute spectacle. Oh, sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, man. What about a tag team title match? Tag team title match. Uh, I would have to, I mean, I've got to do it. I'd, I'd, I'd put myself in there with uh, my my current tag team partner, a guy called MJ Grayson. Yeah. Um, we wrestle together as the Brothers of Chaos. Oh, brilliant. Um, yeah. And, you know, we're having a good run at FCW, our home promotion at the moment. I believe we're currently undefeated there and, you know, we, we're we getting really good reactions and we're having a lot of fun doing it. You know, we're two big guys. We, we like we like hurting people. So it, it works out really well. We were put together and we just clicked instantly. So I think if we were going to wrestle anyone uh, as a team, I would put us against the Hunter brothers. Yes. Who yes. are, again, I could be biased, but I genuinely feel like they're one of the best tag teams in the world. They've been around for so long mm-hmm. and they have worked the best of the best and they've always had five-star matches with them. The The fact that they never got signed by WWE or haven't got signed as of yet is an absolute travesty. They would be one of the greatest tag teams to step foot in a WWE ring. They're incredible.
1: Yeah, they were. When when we did a show just before NXT UK was a thing and... We like picked our dream rosters, and they were my they my tag team. I would have yeah. put in.
0: I feel. They're in, they're incredible. I mean, I was trained by both of them for quite a while as well. Um, when I did leave AW, I, they, they they started um, like their own training schools. So I was training at their unit for a little bit, um, and the the things I learned under them, even though I wasn't there that long, the things I learned under them are things that stay with me forever. So yeah, they they have to be in a in a tag team match. And then you've got a intergender match. And, uh, um, I would probably have to say first choice would be Chantal Jordan. Yes, um, the, the <laughs> baddest girl on the planet, you know, and she she's got that name for a reason. You you could put you could put her in there with any girl or any guy, mm. and you would think right, they're going to have a fight on their hands. It doesn't matter if you're six foot five and three hundred pounds. Shan is going to hurt you. <laughs> you know, you're really going to have the you really gonna have to work in that match.
1: Yeah, um, I'd, I'd recommend everybody looking up a match with Joey and
0: Oh God, yeah, that was incredible. <laughs> it, like it had everything fighting on a bus, pile drivers on cars. Like, what more would you want from a wrestling match? Oh
1: God, I don't know how that how they didn't get stopped walking around the streets. It's like,
0: yeah, or, <laughs> all all of that was shoot as well. Like, people didn't know that they were meant to be going cars and on buses and stuff. They just thought, you know, we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, who would I put Chantelle in with? Um, I'd probably put her in with a guy called Danny Reed. Oh yes,
1: yeah.
0: Again, he's a he trains at Kamikaze and he's he's a Midlands guy. He's um, someone who I think people should definitely be watching for the future. Again, he's only young. I think he's twenty. I think.
1: Yeah, I've heard really um, good things about Danny Reed. So.
0: Yeah, he, he's he's great, and he had his first ever match uh, against me. It was a a multi man match for a company called Nothing But Wrestling, um, and he had his first match, and you know what? He he did really really well, and since then he's become even better. And I know after after lockdown ends and we can all get back to training and wrestling, I know he's got. He's got some big ideas and big things lined up. So I really, really hope you can you can live up to that and you know achieve his dreams. And what better way to do that than stepping in there with a girl who can kick your face off?
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I always thought you're gonna put Ryan Parrot in there just to get passed by Chantel. Sounds hilarious.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's happened too many times. <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't be fair on Ryan. All right, then it's your main event. My main event would be a triple threat match. So it would be Amari. Obviously, I've oh, got to yeah. put him in there. He's uh, I haven't wrestled anyone quite like Amari. He's he, he's a big guy. Yeah, He's like 6'4", 6'5". And yeah. You can see he's broad and athletic. But until you're actually in there with him, you will never appreciate quite how strong he is. The strength and power that that guy has... Like, again, I've said before, I'm not a small geezer. I'm not an absolute giant, but I'm not a small geezer. And he can, you know, catch top rope crossbodies from me without moving an inch quite comfortably. Oh, wow. He can hit any move on me. He's just, he's insane. And then his athletic ability, incredible. But the scariest thing you'll ever experience in your life is if you're in the ring with Amari, if he whips you into the corner, And then if you're in the corner and you see him running towards you and you see his giant leg coming up towards your face, your life just flashes before your eyes. You're like, this this is it. Tell my mum I love her. This is it. I'm done. (laughs) Somehow I've survived every time it's happened. Um, But yeah, Amari's got to be in there. World-class talent. Yeah, I think I've seen him twice at Island. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Put him in there with a guy called um, Bishop, Jason Bishop. Mm -hmm. He is, again, based in Wales, not originally from Wales, but based in Wales, and he is just one mean, tough son of a bitch. He's the guy who, throughout lockdown, he's been sending me a lot of home workouts and kind of basically been like a coach for me. Yeah. Trying to try and, uh, keep my fitness up and get me stronger. And my God, he's absolutely brutal. Like, he, he's a big guy. He's a big, strong guy. But the engine he's got on him, he could wrestle for hours and hours and hours and never get tired. He's a, he, he's a legit shoot fighter. Like, he's, he's very well versed in jiu-jitsu oh wow yeah. cool. and he's just he's an all-around tough guy so he, he's got to be in there he, he had a really great match with um Cara noir um that was a really good match i believe that was either for exist or for mm. vertigo oh, yeah i can't remember which company but great match with kara um and then the final person the triple threat i would have to put pete dunn in there oh wow um, yeah pete trained me It was it was briefly but i did train under pete dunn for a while um and again, he was someone who taught me a lot in a very short amount of time. In the period that he was actually teaching, I was I was there all the time. Um, and I think it goes without saying, people recognise Pete as being an incredible talent. You know, I mean, how many matches has he had on NXT and NXT UK that people have said that's match of the year, that's match of the year, that's match of the year? And
1: the shape he's got in recently, he's, oh, he's just amazing. So.
0: That, that was insane. When I when I saw that post on Twitter, I was absolutely like thrilled for him and that hard work he must have put in to achieve that physique.
1: Mm.
0: Like a lot of Twitter, we're, we're getting quite bitter about it. And they're like, "Oh, he's obviously on steroids." I'm like, "No, okay." So the testing that WWE are doing now so is, you can't, you can't, you can't be on steroids please. exactly. And people forget that he isn't working a nine till five job and then going to the gym for an hour on his way home. This is his life. If he's not wrestling, he's training. Mm. You know, he he's eating well. He he's a paid professional athlete. I'm not saying that's made it easy for him, but I'm saying he's working constantly, and this this is what happens when you eat well and you train hard. These are the results that people can get. So I'm so happy for him to see him looking like that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I love, I've loved, I love
1: this recent run.
0: I, I can't,
1: I'm kind of hoping they bring up the rest of Bit Strong Style and they are just hails on NXT. I like it just would work for me. I don't, I don't know why they just haven't done, it. unless. Um, Trent and Tyler don't want to move to America.
0: That's always a possibility. I mean, what I personally think could happen, I can see Pete getting a call-up to the main roster sooner rather than later. Um, And you know what? I think he'd thrive. Like, a lot of people worry that when people get called up from NXT that they're just going to get lost in the shuffle. Mm -hmm. But there is something about Pete that everyone is drawn to. And I I believe everything that he does. Again, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but every time he's in there with someone, I believe he's going to hurt them and I, I know that he can hurt them you know from being in the ring with him I know he's a, he's a tough guy and if he wants to put a hold on you're going to know that he's put that hold on yes so you know if i had him in that ring with bishop and amari i know full well it would be one of my absolute dream matches
1: yeah that's free complete clash of styles as well so it could be amazing <laughs>
0: exactly you know styles make for great matches so yeah. i think with with the three of them it would be definitely something to behold
1: yeah that's yeah that's an amazing card I'd really like to watch that
0: yeah man maybe one day it'll happen who knows who knows
1: yeah you'll have to get onto wrestling for see so they can do a charity show and have that card on <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I'll
0: just book my own show I'll make it happen
1: yeah <laughs> so this way, I'd usually ask where can people see it in the near future but have you got any plans for like have you got any tentative dates lined up or have you, have you um, got any plans for like podcasts or more writing or
0: so I'll be doing a another podcast um, on not sure of the date, but later this month. I'm doing a podcast with Hot Tag Reviews, mm-hmm. um, which one of the actually no two of the people who run that. So one is RC Chaos, who was in my opener, and the other one was Carson Bailey, the person I've put in the hardcore match. Um, so I'm looking forward to doing that with them. Oh, with regards amazing. to with regards to actually working shows. Um, I believe oh wait no sorry I haven't got any definite dates booked in I've got a few where I've spoke to promoters and they've said if current restrictions allow there'll be a show going ahead but because it's not certain Mm -hmm. I won't really announce that yet but if you're ever at FCW in Dudley or Venom Wrestling Federation um, you know you can always see me there I'm always going to be there and I am speaking to other promotions now about branching out of the Midlands a little bit more getting my face around and yeah I'm going to give this a uh, a good run now i think new mask new gear new wesker let's get it oh, <laughs> oh
1: i hope yeah. make you make your way to my my neck of the woods <laughs> so
0: i'm sure i will do mate i'm sure i will do so uh, before we go do you want to promote any social media you yeah. have yes so if you want to follow me on twitter my twitter handle is big daddy w uh and then instagram as well is wesker dot your dot alive
1: Brilliant. I'll put put all links in the description if anybody wants to go follow you. So I've really enjoyed speaking today. I'd love to have you on again in the future.
0: Yes, always happy to do that, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure.